Bless the Lord who forgives all our sins. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the swift and varied changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed, where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors, where I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another 
or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. Wash me through and through from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak. Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth, a sinner from my mother's womb. For behold, you look for truth deep within me, and will make me understand wisdom secretly. Purge me from my sin. And I shall be pure. Make me hear of joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit. Give me the joy of your saving help again, and sustain me with your infinite spirit. reading from the book of Hebrews. Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you, as he also says in another place, you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him having been designated by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. The word of the Lord. Amen. 
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Now, among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their lives in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord. His name was Job. One day he came to the food pantry run by the church where I was serving. He was an older gentleman and he wore a face that was very line marked, showing that he had lived a very difficult life. Obviously it had been a struggle for him. So he began to talk and he shared very candidly about his life, the turbulent ups and downs that he experienced over the years. He talked about his time in prison. He talked about his struggle with his addiction to alcohol and drugs, and the tragedy of losing loved ones to violence and disease. What prompted me to continue talking with Joe was when he shared that he was a poet. In fact, he had been writing poetry for most of his life. 
He'd even published a book of his poems. Joe said that it was no small miracle that he was alive. And so I asked him, I said, what sustains you through all these challenges, all these struggles and setbacks? And he said, quite bluntly, my faith in God and my writing. He said God has saved his life numerous times, more than he could count. And he said because of that, he vowed to never give up, no matter how difficult life may be, because God never gave up on him. Joe had been sober for over a decade, rebuilding his life one day at a time, sometimes even five minutes at a time. He was a quiet, unassuming gentleman. He spoke with an incredible gratitude and love for the new life he had been given. There is no question in my mind that Joe has experienced the salvation that Jesus reveals on the cross. Our reading from John's Gospel begins with some Greeks from out of town that have come to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. And then they seek Philip out, one of Jesus' disciples, and says, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Well, we never learn whether the Greeks actually get to meet Jesus or not. But Jesus takes this moment in time to share in a most sobering way the unvarnished truth of how his mission here on earth will come to a climax shortly. Previously, Mary has anointed his feet with precious oil. Lazarus has been raised from the grave. And the crowds are growing as Jesus' reputation spreads, while those who feel threatened by his increasing popularity plot to do away with him. And this includes one of his disciples. There is much to absorb as we try to understand this weighty and somewhat cryptic passage from John. Jesus begins by sharing the parable of how a grain of wheat that falls to the earth must die so that it will be fruitful. Or, if it doesn't, it will remain alone and wither away. He talks about those who love their life so much to the point of excluding others that they will become the walking dead and never know what it means to be truly alive. And then there are those who love beyond themselves, share in their abundant love with others. They will live the abundant life that does not end. So he gives these images of life and death, eternal life, as a foreboding, foretelling of his own death that will occur in just a matter of days. We are witnesses to Jesus, God's only Son, as he prepares himself for his hour has come. He is deep in anguish as he struggles with the reality that his mission can only be fulfilled by completely, absolutely surrendering, surrendering himself to God. Now my soul is troubled. This one short sentence reveals in a most poignant way Jesus' full humanity and his vulnerability, knowing that he will die a most humiliating 
and painful death as he draws the world to himself on the cross. We will also be reminded of Jesus' humanness when he sweats droplets of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane as he anxiously waits for the Roman soldiers to arrest him. And then just a few hours later, as he hangs dying from the cross, he will cry out in anguish, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It may seem absurd, even a bit disturbing, upsetting, to envision the Son of Man, the one who is also fully divine, to experience these most human emotions of fear, of rage, pain, even doubt. But this is the very thing that makes our relationship with Jesus possible. Because of Jesus' full humanity, we can take great solace in knowing that he experiences everything we do of what it means to be a human being. How in the world could a God relate to us who is so far removed from our human experience that he has no earthly idea what it means to be fully human? Jesus' death on the cross reveals that God's love for you and for me, is authentic. The cross reveals a God that suffers with us, not apart from us. It reveals that no matter what evil the world can inflict on Jesus as he hangs on the cross, nothing can diminish his love for God. And we are assured that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that we can do that will ever separate us from God's love. Not even deicide, the murder of a God. It is unfortunate that for several generations, theologians have equated Jesus' saving act of death on the cross as a blood sacrifice necessary to appease an angry and vindictive God who demands payment to cancel out all our sins. This is not the God of love and mercy we see made flesh in the person of Jesus. The God we see revealed in his Son is the same God that reaches out to us in pure love, seeking to be reconnected, reconciled to us through grace, God's abundant and self-giving love that we witness in Jesus. Theologian Michael Battle reminds us that Jesus' final act of self-surrendering love on the cross removes any inseparable barrier between God and the world. The cross becomes our pathway toward salvation, where you and I will experience the reconciling love of God that is the source of eternal life that Jesus promises us. There is no salvation without the cross. Whoever serves me must follow me. For us to live as Jesus lived means we no longer live only for ourselves. 
as Jesus' followers, our hour has also come. We are called to make sacrifices, to die to our old ways of being in the world, to let go of all those things that get in the way and separate us from God's redeeming love and each other. And when we do, like that grain of wheat that falls on the earth and must die to be fruitful, we also are changed. We are transformed. It is in loving and serving others that we begin to truly be alive and experience God's saving grace. Frederick Buechner, writer and pastor, reminds us that salvation must first be experienced to be understood. He says, doing the work you're best at and like to do best, hearing great music, having great fun, seeing something incredibly beautiful, weeping at someone's tragedy. All these experiences are related to the experience of salvation. Because in all of them, two things happen. First, you lose yourself. And second, you find that you are more fully yourself than usual. We become that person God intended us to be when we love somebody because our focus has shifted. We are no longer the center of our own universe. Someone else is. He goes on. You forget yourself. You deny yourself. You give of yourself so that by all the rules of arithmetical logic, there should be less of yourself than there was to start with. But only by a curious paradox is there more. More of you. You feel that at last, you are really yourself. Joe the poet knew this. He experienced it. It is what God promises us. But first, we must pick up the cross at our hour. We stand as we affirm our faith and recite the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God.
eternal and loving God, through the glorification of your Son, Jesus, you have taught us to follow him through death into eternal life. Glorify your name in us as we bring before you the concerns of the world, saying, Create in us clean hearts, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Holy God, your Son Jesus has taught your church that when a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it bears much fruit. Empower your people in our journey of sacrifice and compassion to follow Christ in such faithfulness that we may be glorified with him. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Almighty One, put your law of love within hearts of all who hold the authority among the nations, that they may hear joy and gladness, and the broken body of the world may rejoice. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Bring the joy of your saving help to all who suffer throughout the world, including the people of Syria, the Middle East, and North Africa, and all those who are victims of violence and injustice. We pray that they may be treated with love and compassion and be healed. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Gracious God, you have promised that all who serve your beloved will be honored in your sight. Have mercy upon this community that all may know you and follow in the way that Christ has shown us. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Let our prayers ascend unto Jesus, our eternal high priest, as we offer up our intercessions and supplications, especially for those listed on our prayer list. We thank you for the incarnation of your son, Jesus, who shares our sorrows and our joys. We entrust into your life all those who have surrendered their lives into your eternal keeping. Create in us clean hearts, O God. Lead us with joy of your saving help again and sustain us with your bountiful spirit, O God, as we follow Jesus in service to your world, that the salvation and glorification you have accomplished through his cross and resurrection may extend your eternal life throughout creation, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ and strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Please stand. May the peace of the Lord be always with you.
welcome to St. John's. If you're new, please feel free to fill out a pew card hanging in the pew in front of you and put it in the offering plate and I will be in touch. We had a glorious Friday evening. It was our chili cook-off and uh, it was great, great fun. Part of the, the joyous fun was seeing our young college students coming back. It's almost like a mini reunion. These are kids that have grown up here in the community of St. John's and it's very heartening for them to come back and realize this is still their spiritual home. So there was a lot of celebration, even hide and go seek here in the nave. So, uh, and also I have to say thank you for Stuart Murchie and his family who puts it on every year. And also our chili king is Lynn Brooks. <laughs> so a lot of fun. And uh, so please put it on your calendar for next year. Holy Week is coming up. It's hard to believe that Palm Sunday is next Sunday. And so for the 1030 service, we will be out towards the Cloister Garden as we begin our service out there. There is a list of the Holy Week services in the back of your bulletin, so please take that with you. There are also little uh, envelopes for Easter flowers at the end of each row of pews, so if you would like to make an offering for Easter lilies, please feel free to take one of those envelopes and put your donation in there. We also are looking for volunteers who would like to deliver flowers to shut-ins. As we begin Easter tide, we again will have weekly flowers. And it's a lovely way to bring the joy of St. John's to those who are not able to make it here on Sunday morning. It makes all the difference in the world. We also offer prayers for our healing minister at the font during the Eucharist. We also have candles that you can light to pray for yourself or for someone else. Tonight, or this afternoon at 4 p.m., we will also have a concert. So it's a great way to end up your weekend. This is a performance from Heart School of Music. Wherever you are in your journey, whatever you're struggling with, as we strive to follow Jesus' path and pick up that cross and follow him, we need to be sustained. And so we take the body and blood, the bread and the wine, to hold us and sustain us for this day and always. So walk in love as Christ loved you and gave himself for you, an offering and sacrifice to God.
up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who was tempted in every way as we are, yet did not sin. By his grace, we are able to triumph over every evil and to live no longer for ourselves alone, but for him who died for us and rose again. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. 
And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to serve you, serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Look with compassion, O Lord, upon this your people, that rightly observing this holy season, they may learn to know more fully, to serve you with a perfect will, through Christ our Lord. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 